Welcome back to Ope, a podcast. Today joining us is the full crew plus another special guest, uh, myself, Jason, Griffin, Wyatt, Laurens, and Soup. Say hi, everyone. Hello. Howdy, howdy, howdy. We back. The we boys back. are back. Full squad. Yes. We got a squad out here. Oh, Hell yeah. gosh. You know who doesn't have a squad? Our backfield. That's, <laughs> that's who does. Oh, okay. Too, yeah. Too <laughs> Ouch. So, Everything is fat. Again, everyone, welcome back to another open podcast uh, this evening or this morning or whenever you're listening to the podcast or watching the video. Um, as I mentioned, the full crew is back, and today we'll be recapping the Purdue game we had two weeks ago, as last week, like we mentioned before, no podcast, and it was a bye week. Then preview our home matchup against the Nebraska Cornhuskers, then uh, move on to um, some additional predictions slash other items related to Gopher football, and then uh, we'll cap it off with some hot takes or other uh, football ta sport tangents uh, as a last segment. So first segment, boys. We defeated the Purdue Boilermakers uh, in a close game, 20-13, uh, going 3-2 and two overall in our record and going one and one in conference play um quick stats from our boys in maroon and gold uh tanner morgan was only nine for 18 169 yards nice nice indeed yeah. nice. one touchdown uh no interceptions uh qbr is 62 uh in terms of rushing trey potts uh had 15 carries 78 yards one touchdown Cole Kramer, our new Wildcat quarterback, had eight carries for 32 yards. Marquise Irvin, uh, six carries, 15 yards. And then Tanner had uh, three carries for six yards uh, for receiving. Michael Brown-Stevens was two receptions, 105 yards. Crab was two receptions for 40 yards. Brevin Spanford, one uh, reception for 13. Cole Keith, two for eight. Daniel Jackson, two for three. Um, in terms of fumble recoveries, Val Martin had a rec fumble recovery. Uh, our <laughs> leading uh, tackler on defense was Jack Gibbons, but close behind it was Coney Durr, Justice Harris, Tease Time, Boye Mafe, uh, Justin Wally, our new our fr freshman cornerback. That's been pretty solid too. Um, Tyler Newbin got the one interception as well. Uh, then for Wyatt. Special teams, uh, Matthew Trickett uh, was two for two on field goals, two for two on extra points. And then Mark Crawford was also special teams player of the week with six punts, averaging 51.3 yards, with the long being 60, pinning Purdue behind their 10-yard line. We take small victories. We take those. <laughs> so where do you guys want to start off with this game? Uh, I think I think Tanner had a better day than the stat sheet says. Um, I think there was a few drops, uncharacteristic drops from guys like Chris Ottman Bell that uh, really would have made him look a lot better. Because like that one, they ran like that little skinny post that Ottman Bell dropped for like seven yards. I mean, if he catches that, it's him versus the safety to the corner for like six. It, it was going directly to the house. I think that was almost the exact same play that they did in 2019. Yeah, uh, yeah, against Purdue, that Chris got that sixty yards later, hitting his head on the goalpost. Stop dropping passes, Chris. God bless. Yeah. You. 
I mean, he's, I mean, I think that was a torrential rain for them, but uh, hopefully they do a little. They're a little more focused this week, uh, looking the football in. I'm sure they will be. So, uh, but I just think you know everybody was really hard on uh, Tanner during that Bowling Green game. I didn't really think he did that poorly that game, and I thought he had a much much better day even against Purdue. So, yeah, I will note this as well. Um, in terms of total yards, Purdue did. So Purdue, I'll, I'll match those total yards with. So we were we had, we had two ninety four total. They had four forty eight uh, for time of possession. We had only twenty six and a half minutes versus their thirty three and a half. But Purdue committed two turnovers: the interception late in the game, and then that fumble. Um, and Purdue had tw- almost twice as many first downs. Uh, we had twelve, and they had twenty eight. We played them Iowa style. Yep. <laughs> we, uh, I, I'm pretty sure um, a lot of that was on the pl- uh, game plan because uh, Purdue has the dragon that is David Bale, um, who will catch everything thrown his direction, even in a monsoon. Uh, I, I think a lot of it was like, yo, we're going to pr- uh, play off, let them get their young. Um, but then as soon as they got into that, like, 30 to the end zone type area. Uh, the defense stiffened up. Our safeties didn't have to go as far in order to deal with run support. Um, and yeah, our defensive line did what they do best, choosing violence. Yep. Anything else uh, to add? Going once. Going twice. I think that's a question. Okay, awesome. All right, next up, uh, we have uh, we return home to t- uh, I almost said it. We're back to Huntington Bank Stadium. ECF <laughs> Bank Stadium. I don't care. ECF Bank Stadium. I don't care. Yeah, they're not paying me. True, true, true. Um, we return back for uh, home play against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, so this is a see some quick items regarding uh nebraska so they're currently uh three and four overall record wise and they're about uh they're fifth in the big 10 west with uh one victory in the big 10 but then the rest of the losses are to illinois michigan state and michigan uh their one victory coming to a down year northwestern 56 to 7 um, Northwestern down bad. <laughs> Very bad. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's gonna be a long year for Pat Fitzgerald and Evanston, man. Yeah. Uh, their starting quarterback from Nebraska, Adrian Martinez, uh, is 118, 178 passes completed, uh, at 1,754 yards passing with a 66.3 percent completion percentage, um, with a season rating so far as QB at 162.4 and also Adrian Martinez is their lead rusher at 88 carries for 450 yards uh, for 10 tutties uh, but they're, if you want to say running backs if, okay uh, the best running back is Ramir Johnson at 72 carries for 298 yards with two touchdowns this season and then their lead uh, uh, receiver is, uh, I may, I apologize if I butcher this guy's name, Samori 
Torre Tour. Mm. Uh, twenty-eight or twenty-six receptions for four five hundred and twenty yards, with three touchdowns with a long, which was seventy. Um, and then their uh kicker is twenty-six to twenty-nine on extra points. Um, and then five for ten on field goals. And then um, I don't know about their defense, so yeah. Where do you want to start with this, boys? <laughs> I'll start with saying that Nebraska playing three ranked teams in the past four weeks. It has been interesting to see how much I think better they've played in some of these last couple games. Um, it was just kind of funny to hear about Frost at the beginning of the season talking about like throwing out half of his playbook because they figured they were going to send like a th- four down, th- four linemen or three linemen instead of four. Like that's just bad coaching um, on his part. But, um, I mean, you talk about staying in it with OU. I kind of thought he was going to get fired because I thought they were going to get blown out. All right. They kept it within seven. Uh, Michigan State lost by a field goal. Michigan had the lead, lost it in typical Nebraska fashion. Um, But, I mean, you're talking three top 25 teams, and you're only losing by one possession. Um, The last couple weeks had me a little bit more worried. Um, but I still think that, I mean, it's, it's the Gophers and everyone thought, well, not everyone, but a good amount of people thought we were going to lose to Purdue, but I also thought Purdue was overvalued at three and one and Tanner's stats against Purdue have been insane. Um, and our rushing against Purdue has been insane. So, I mean, I'd say I'm a little bit more worried, but I'm looking forward to this game. And I think as long as we continue to do what we do, I don't think there should be any, uh, hiccups and hopefully Jake Paulson's not dropping, or Brevin Spanford's not dropping, you know, wide open passes. Or have him called back on holding penalties. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been waiting because I can't stand Nebraska so much. Okay, let, let's start here. The one game that I've watched from Nebraska that I say very impressive, Michigan State. I don't find their Oklahoma game to be that impressive. One, because you know who kept the game closer than Oklahoma? Tulane had it closer than Nebraska. In fact, Tulane probably should have beat Oklahoma. It was either Tulane or Tulsa. One of them should have beaten Oklahoma. I'm pretty sure it was Tulane. Um, You know who else was closer? Kansas State was also closer. So I'm just out here like, y'all won't moral victories for that because like if y'all gonna be top 25 then Tulane should be in the top 10 cool um Michigan you know what I'll give them some props for that uh should I say something about the fact that Michigan should have been up by more but their quarterback literally got stepped on on the one yard line to put his knee down instead of that being a touchdown. You know what? I'm not going to go there either. Am I going to say something about the fact that their first 46 yard touchdown pass, there were five men in the backfield. Should I say something about that? I'm not going to say nothing about that, but you know what? Michigan state, I will give them, I have literally no idea how they lost that game outside of, somehow inexplicably having a worse special teams than us. But you know what? 
it is what it is. Um, Adrian Martinez is their best player. I would argue he's the second best quarterback in the Big Ten. Have no qualms with that. Uh, Samari Toure is number two in the Big Ten in receiving yards. Um, I would like to uh, put an addendum on receiving yards and say who did he put all these yards up against. Um, running backs, eh. Hit Adrian Martinez. That's the goal here. Hit him. We're going to get Boye Mafe versus Bryce Menard part two. Just hit him. Keep hitting him. That's all. That's that's a really good game plan, honestly. I, I think Adrian Martinez is going to be the, re, the real X factor for Nebraska here. He's sort of been the driving force of at least their offense, probably their entire team all season. Mm. And uh, hit Adrian Martinez is going to be really key. Shake him off of his game. If he's not playing well, Nebraska's not going to play well. You already know that he's down for at least one turnover in the game. You know it's gonna happen. Illinois strip fumble, Oklahoma interception, Michigan State interception in overtime on a slant pass. You're not Kirk Sharaka. You can't do that. Uh, Michigan interception and a fumble. Like I don't. I, boy, ain't my face. Strip sack, you know, baptized Bryce Benhart. I, I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> they're, they're, I'm like, yo, their defense. So, first of all, their defense is ranked like 44th in the country, which, to give Purdue credit, Purdue's ranked 15th right now after playing us. And you say they're overvalued at 3-1. and one. I mind you that they also beat Oregon State, who is 4-1 right now, and beat the dog crap out of USC and Stanford. So I, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, da, 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 da. Their defense is all right. I thought they had a pretty decent rushing defense until Michigan's running backs averaged almost 6-7 and seven yards. Her rush. I mean, what are we supposed to do with that? What What are we supposed to do with that? Um, they also don't have a pass rush. Their secondary is probably the strength of their defense, but I'm like, I'm not. I am not that concerned. I'm really not. Yeah, and like. Everybody wants to talk about how they hung with, you know, both Michigan State and Michigan and Oklahoma. Well, one, Oklahoma doesn't field a defense. Uh, two, like, Michigan State's played Northwestern, Youngstown State, or Miami, Western Kentucky, and Rutgers. Michigan's played, I got it here. Michigan, where are you? Michigan's played... Western Michigan, Washington, Northern Illinois, Rutgers, and a bad Wisconsin team this year. Like, yeah, these teams are top 25 teams, but it's not like they're going out there beating these insane teams. These are teams that are preseason top 15, top 20 that have just hung around because they haven't lost. You know, like, respect to what Mel Tucker's doing in Michigan at Michigan State and whatnot, but, like, none of it's, it, none of it's just really been impressive, impressive to me. Like, 
Nebraska gave up 460 yards of offense to Michigan last week. Like, you can't do that. Like, no matter who you play, you can't give up that much offense. Even if it's and Michigan's not a 460 yard offense team. That's not even what they want to do. They want to, they want to get like three 350 and bleed you out at the end of the game. They're not even trying to put up 460, and they did. So, I mean, I think when it comes to like game plan and whatnot for Nebraska, I think you're going to see a lot of guys like I really like what I saw from Jaquandis Burns at the end of the game against Purdue. Wow. I think you're going to see him out there. Depend. I don't know if Mariano Sori Marin's healthy or not, but I think they need an athletic linebacker like your Jack Gibbons, your Jaquandis Burns, your Braylon Oliver to just play his own spy on Adrian Martinez. He'll give you the ball. Don't worry. He'll give you the ball. Just read him. All you have to do is sit down in that zone. If he breaks the pocket, go get him. That's your job. I mean, play, you're going to you're gonna see a lot of quote-unquote 11-on-11 football, I think, this weekend, where it's just hat on a hat. Everybody, you know, you've got this guy, you've got this guy, and one linebacker is just going to be matched up on Adrian all day. And I, I think that's the right way to play him because he's going to feel that guy. After a couple reps of seeing that dude drop back and just stare him down, he's not going to want to throw over the middle of the field. He's not going to want to break the pocket. If he does, he's going to know someone's coming after him. Like, that's the way you get, I mean, he's a good quarterback, and that's the way you get to these good quarterbacks is you got to put someone, you just got to assign someone to him. Don't overthink it. I think Joe Rossi's done a great job generating pressure with four, two. I think he continues to do that. You keep playing those twist and stunt games up front. I think that's going to work really well for you um, if you get that offensive line moving around uh, on defense. So when it comes to, like, what do I think of Nebraska in general? Like, I mean, it's the Big Ten. Like, everybody's going to put up a fight. Nebraska's been playing up to their competition every week. And honestly, we do that too. We're the we're, we're another classic example of that middle-of-the-road Big Ten team who should probably be better based on what the roster says, but you always have a close game because that's just what we want. And, you know, I think I think it's going to come down to the wire, and I don't feel great about that because, you know, you just don't like to sweat these games out. But Also, reduce the amount of heart attacks as a school for fans. Yeah, that'd be great. Wouldn't that be nice? Y'all remember that Colorado game? Anybody remember that? That was oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that again. It was, was like, I was like, wow, there goes Trey. And there goes Trey again. Oh, look, it's Chris Abendale. Hey, Dalen Wright, look at you. Yes, yes, streaking out. Is that Daniel Jackson in the end zone? Love to see it. There's Bucky. There's there's Kai. Bucky. He he said, zoom, zoom. Then Kai Thomas just said, I'm just big. (laughs) 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 Hey. And Bryce Wood says, let me fumble. <laughs> you know what? Uh, uh, <laughs> ooh, oh, gosh. Um, I, so here's the shtick. I am, like, I talk all my crap about Nebraska, but I, I say that knowing fully well that I am very upset. That they get last year, they got to play us without thirty dudes and three or four starters on the O line, and this year they get to play us without our All American running back Mo Ibrahim, 
and then Trey Fox, who was third in the Big Ten in rushes. Like you get, y'all get some freshmen. That that's what y'all get: freshmen and then Bryce Williams. Also, um, Curtis Dunn. I don't Jr. think you're going to see the transfer portal. Yeah, he hasn't played well. That's fine. Good yeah, luck to him. well, uh, he hasn't. He ain't been right since he tore his ACL, which sucks. I mean, you don't like to see that, but it's college football, man. Like, you got to perform at some point. Yep. I mean, Curtis, he's been flirting with the portal for years. This ain't the first time. Yeah. I could probably won't be the last. He's just in the water. We'll you know, I, I had a I had a random thought where I'm just like, would this would this game even have been in question at all had we ever at any point in the season had our full assortment of toys? Well, if- I think. I think we all would have seen. I I think like I think Mike Sanford's like still in denial personally <laughs> that Mo Ibrahim is gone because he's still calling the uh, the offenses as you have Muhammad Ibrahim back there with all the inside run and just these shot plays down the field, which it works if you have a guy like Muhammad Ibrahim, which even if you're running into those stack boxes, you're getting your four or five yards of carry. It works, and he's a great pass protector too. But I really want to see this week because you're going to have, I think you're going to see Bucko Irving and Kai Thomas as your one, two. I don't think you're going to see Bryce Williams. I think Bryce Williams is going to be your special teamer. And I think I really want to see them get these guys involved in the passing game because make Tanner's life easier. And then I think if you spread this Nebraska defense out horizontally with some of these Swing passes, angle routes, some of these, you know, quick, quick, quick stuff to the quick stuff to the running backs and stuff underneath stuff that you can start. You can you can accomplish what you're still trying to accomplish with this running game, which is pulling these players up within the first five to eight yards of the line of scrimmage and going over their top of their heads with your deep threats like Ottman Bell, Daniel Jackson, Dalen Wright should hopefully play, too. He's back. at He's back at team activities. Uh, yeah. At the end of the bye week. I just think that if you're the offensive coordinator, play caller, you accomplish the same things you're trying to do with establishing this run game by incorporating the backs in the passing game. And I think it'll just open up so many more things for you. And I think we saw them dip into that a little bit against Purdue. You saw some of the short routes. You saw them look at Brevin. You saw them look at Coquif over the middle. I like all that stuff. Oh, that tight end screen, even though it got called back. That tight end screen that went it's for deadly. like 20-something yards. That's Ooh. the second one. That's the second one that's got Ooh. called back on a holding penalty this year, too. Oh, as soon as we figured out how not to hold, that play was sexy. Oh, gosh. I was like, tight end? Is that you? <laughs> Is that you? I love to see it. I Just- love I, that's the other thing with Brevin. I don't. That's the other like main pain point I have in this offense is why, why do they seem so afraid to use this man? Like, why is he not running any bump and run up the seam? Like, just a quick little check your block, release, go up the seam, and just catch a ball and run. Like, 
it, it's a lot of like really basic concepts and it's they just decide not to do them because they'd rather leave you know a six quote-unquote lineman plus a tight end and have seven blockers and it's just like uh-huh. that's great but like you need to to put something else on tape you know what i mean so right now i think i think they've spent like i hate that football teams do this and this is one of my like number one pet peeves about all NFL coaching, all college football coaching in general, is that uh, coaches will sacrifice the efficiency of their offense to put certain looks on tape to set up stuff against other opponents in the future. And it's like, what's the point? Like, who cares? Like, the other guys in the booth get paid to coach against you too. You think they see this look with six linemen and extra tight end, and they don't think you have you know, a deep seam shot to the check release tight end schemed up. Like, that's just not in the playbook. Like, everybody knows you have that tucked away. But Counterpoint. Just... Counterpoint, though. But then why is it always wide open when we finally use it? I mean, like, last year against I think Wisconsin, that's a product of 25 rushes within the first two quarters. Right? That's right. That's fair, but they know just because they know it's going to happen. That don't mean they don't know when it's going to happen. Like, what are we waiting for now? We're waiting for that crispy package throw down the field. Like, that's that's what I'm waiting for, actually having a legitimate quarterback as a Wildcat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cole Kramer. Cole Kramer is in. um, Just so you know, his only passing attempts were two attempts back in 2019 when we lost to Iowa and Kinnick when Tanner went down with a concussion. AJ Epinesa still haunts my dreams. <laughs> There's a reason that man's playing on Sundays. You're right. Sam Shaluda, I hope he didn't go back on the bus after that game. <laughs> I hope he didn't. He's been fine. Because... Uh, they know he. You saw that Bowling Green game. They that was a, that was a that was a group effort of failure. <laughs> they said, "Oh, we coming after you." That. Yeah. I'm like, how are you gonna be a fifth, six year senior and still a liability in prep and pass pro? Mm-mm-mm. But also, <laughs> I want to mention this too. Uh, Tanner's been taking more. Opportunities like if there's a if if coverage like in his reads if coverage is solid on the defense he may just take the ball tuck it and get a couple yards too or a few yards except the one yeah. where he fumbled but other than mm-hmm. that, which was his longest run yeah but other than that also like, what are the slide rules what are these sliding rules I don't I don't understand I don't I don't either man <laughs> at this point so like. So, like, in baseball, if you steal a base and you slide, does it matter if you touch the base? Because you started your slide 15 feet before the base. So, technically, aren't you still 15 feet before the base? If you're going by the way college football refs think about sliding? Like, what? it just doesn't make any, like, intuitive sense that, like, oh, because you started your slide here, this is where you're down. It's like, okay, well, like... Dude's literally floating. Like, none of his body has touched the ground. I thought that, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. That's a fair point. That's a fair argument about the slide rules. Yeah. 
But uh, unfortunate news. So we mentioned earlier tra- uh, Trey Potts to all of our fans listening in or watching. Uh, Trey Potts was hospitalized after the Purdue game uh, late in the fourth quarter. Uh, and it, it was checked on the sideline and was taken to an Indiana hospital after the game was there for almost a week um, and has returned to the team. And unfortunately, he's out for the remainder of the season. So as uh, Laurens mentioned earlier, we lost our All-American in the first game, and then now we just lost Trey Potts, which is our third best rusher in the Big Ten. So I'm just glad he's okay. Yeah. I was worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's scary. I legitimately didn't even um, notice because I, I went back and I rewatched the game, and you know, you just you see him get hit. He got up. He went to the sideline. You never saw him again, um, but it wasn't something that like you immediately see. No, uh, you figure it, like, oh, we're up. Let's get the let's get Bucko right. some reps. Like he's been good. Give Trey a rest. Yeah. So that that was something that's um, uh, really unfortunate, and and it's crazy how this is. Um, it almost reminds me of like 2018 esque. Right, you remember uh, it was like Shannon Brooks get injured, and then Rodney Smith second freaking play of the Fresno State game tears his ACL. Then Antoine goes down in the first game of Big Ten play against Maryland, um, and it it just feels like this is another one of those things. Like and, Muhammad and what, goes. And what came of that, Muhammad Ibrahim? Right. <laughs> I, yo, if. Bucko or Kai Thomas, who people forget that in Kansas, Kai Thomas was a literal superhero. Uh, if one of them wants to like come out and just uh destroy everything, I will. I will be just so happy. Um, but there is something to be said about. When you are a true freshman mm-hmm. and having this moment for Mo, it wasn't too big for him, right? No, um, I think Mo also had a better body type for it as a freshman. Like you look at both Bucko and Kai, they probably need I would say another fifteen-ish pounds before I'm really feeling good about those guys between the tackles. I mean, I didn't think that about Kai though. No, Kai is like. Like, I I I was looking at Kyron and I was like, wait, wait a second. He... No, he's he's moving those legs, but I'm just I'm just saying he needs a little more meat. I think <laughs> if he wants to stand up to the kind of Big Ten workload that I think they want to give him. And uh, outside of all of that, did did we? For... What about Cam Wiley? <laughs> Paging Cam Wiley. But like, like you remember that dude? He had like a. You don't even see him on special teams him. anymore. You don't he even see like him six... on special teams anymore. What? He used to be the return man. Yeah, the one of the great decisions from Rob Wanger. We we loved that. We love this man being on special teams. And now it's Brock Anikstad. Hey, at least yeah. Brock catches the ball, man. Yeah. <laughs> You know, never mind. Uh, anyway, so I I am very curious then now because like I'm finally starting to see what the coaches were trying to see in Mike Brown Stevens 
because I didn't get it. Dude flies. Uh, but then I saw that Purdue game, and I'm like, why is this man wide open? Why is this man wide open again? And so I think it's going to be really interesting seeing how they mix up our wide receiver uh, groups because obviously Dalen Wright is a big play waiting to happen. Crab is crab. This is the uh, first game where they'll all be together. You'll have a fully healthy receivers room true. for this game. Ain't that crazy? How do you Ain't think Tanner feels about that? I think Tanner would love that. He's like this. Wait a second. I, is that my wide receiver one? Wait, is that my wide receiver two? Are they on the field at the same time? We love to see it. Yeah, we love to yep. see it. So with hey. that in mind, uh, let's go with the. Are guys, okay, go with the predictions here. Go for it. So just so you guys know, here is also the betting odds for this game. It may fluctuate before the game, but right now the Gophers are at plus four. Uh, over under for the game is at forty eight. Did it move a full point from open? I thought I saw it was Nebraska minus three at the open last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a full point, man. Yeah. Vegas loves taking that Husker money. I know, they right? love that Husker money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, let's I'll, I'll I'll start off because so we'll go myself, uh, Griffin Wyatt because that's I have the spreadsheet open here and then I'll go Laurens and Soup if that's okay. Um, I'm going to say we're going to go – it's going to be a closer game than I want it to be. So I'm going to say 24-21, and Nebraska's kicker shanks the field goal so it doesn't send the game to overtime. That would be <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> Woo! Anyway. All right. Let's see here. Let's do – you know, the Gophers' offense kind of reminds me of the Taco Bell menu. Because, like, they have nine different ingredients. Like, how do you want it served today? I was going to say it gives you the shits or what? No. Nah. <laughs> do, you, do you want a Crunchwrap Supreme or do you want a black bean Crunchwrap? Like, <laughs> let's do 20 Gophers, 20 Nebraska. Wait, what was the Gopher score again? 28 to 20. Okay. Why? Give me thirty to twenty-four. All right, Laurent. <laughs> Give me Nebraska thirty to twenty-one. <laughs> I look until look. If you gonna tell me that one of these freshmen is gonna go for about a buck forty and a touchdown. I'm going to say, oh, we good. But uh, until then, uh, you you do realize you just were talking about Dalen Wright and, <laughs> and Chris Hopper. <laughs> Griffin, Griffin, what you like they don't get wide receivers too? Samari Toure, Omar Manning, Xavier Betts, that boy is fast. That boy is real fast. Xavier Betts, don't I'm not even that worried about their uh, wide receivers, but them tight ends they got. You you want you want Mariano Sorry Marin covering Levi Falk? Is that what you want? Bring oh it wait, out. no no no! You want that freshman Jaquandis Burns covering Levi Falk? Is that what you want? Just hit him hard, hit him legally. <laughs> Hit them hard, eat them legally, and that wide that uh, tight end's gonna be wide open down the field. Zoom! That that 
30-21, I said what I said. All right, Sue. Griffin, what you've just received is a, a master class in what's called emotional hedging. <laughs> <laughs> I do not appreciate my whole life being called out like this. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, no, 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 no. You, you cannot call that emotional hedging. Sure, we did eyed against Purdue. Now, Griffin thinks Purdue is overvalued. Fine. You might want to let we me know, pick before you know, go on this we rant. Know, we know Colorado is bad. Wait, hold on. What you doing? I'm picking Nebraska, too. I'm saying uh, 34-31 Nebraska, last second field goal. <laughs> All right. Just, yeah, just a heartbreaker. I didn't say that the Gophers were going to win. Yeah, he just said 30-24, dog. <laughs> I well, just think... Why I said win preseason, so sorry. <laughs> I said win preseason, and now we're a few weeks in, and I've seen this gopher team slowly start to lose players. So I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Martinez kid has got something. He, hey, that... Look, he is liable for one mistake a game, but I will say this: that boy, that boy is special. That I'll put it like this: if you put him behind our offensive line, the boy's going for like thirty-five hundred yards and thirty-five touchdowns and running for a thousand. Because, bruh. That offensive line of his is trash. Like, I talk crap about our offensive line. Our offensive line has given up eight sacks. His offensive line has given up 19. Put Tanner behind his offensive line, Tanner would have died a long time ago, is, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. And frankly, the 19 sacks doesn't do it justice because he should have been sacked like 25 times. Based off of the film I've seen. Yeah. So. so the way I see it going is this, right? You finally had P.J. Fleck get his first win after being down at the half against Purdue, right? So I think they're down at the half again. I think Nebraska comes out hot. Scott Frost really wants this game. Um, and I yeah, just they don't, don't like us. No, they don't like each other. <laughs> uh, I just don't like... The Gophers are going to have to play catch-up against, like, an actual high-powered offense. Like, Purdue is good, but I think we got lucky that it was a monsoon in West Lafayette. Otherwise, I think they would have been slinging the ball around the yard. It's, I think it's going to be really tough for them to uh, keep up with the scoring at a certain point, and they're going to have to open up the offense, I think, a little more than they even want to. And I think that game script plays against what they want to do so badly and just pj fleck in general is just such a conservative head coach when it comes to the way they game plan and run their offense that i mean I, they're gonna need i think like two turnovers from the defense if they really really want to put it away any earlier than that otherwise it's just gonna be I think they're just going to be chasing chasing all game, and they'll tie it up at the end. Nebraska will get one last shot and convert on some field goal or something. And, you know, what will happen is, you know, they'll drop a bunch of guys into coverage, trying to prevent some big third down play to let them get in a field goal range, and then Adrian Martinez will scramble for, like, 20 yards, and then there's your field goal, right? So 
it's just going to be one of those days. I feel like we're all going to get our hearts broken, and uh, I am taking the Gophers to cover, though. So I think they take the, the cover there. Yeah. All right. Man, I don't I, think it's a bad I, idea. I, so, I mean, I saw Purdue, and I'm like, okay, we match up well against Purdue. We've, had, we've matched up well against Nebraska other than that uh, 55-28 game that we don't want to talk about ever again. Um, oh, you mean the one where everyone was dead and then Zach Annix did gets internal bleeding and that one? Yeah, maybe that one. Yeah. PJ, you have to bring it up. And so, I like his... We all played Nebraska in the stands at the end of the game. Better than Nebraska? Not from really the high of a bar, yeah. from Nebraska. Oh. oh, oh no! Anyway, man, I'm coming off a top rope. I remember when they came in to watch us, and they were like, they were like all weirded out by the high step. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then they went down and did their little show, and we were all sitting up there, and they did that shuffle thing, and all of us just looked at each other like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Y'all are making fun of us? What the hell is that? <laughs> Whose children are these? You know, I'm, I am going to say this. If the first play of the game is an inside zone, I'm going to scream. Oh, man. If, but if the first play of the game is an inside zone and that thing go for about eight yards, oh, we beating the dog crap out of Nebraska. Oh, no, oh, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of outside. I think we finally get into the outside zone here. Oh, we you trying to have them linebackers moving horizontally? We love to see it. Oh, I just no. think I just think the backers that we have, like our running backs that we have at this point, are much better outside zone runners. Hey, that that's bad. We go for eight yards. Hey, I'm here for it because, like, as much crap as I you know talk, I would like to remind once again that. Outside of Michigan State, which was a brilliant performance, every team that's played Nebraska has been able to run on Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Yeah, single one of them. Yep. So I'm just out here like... Yeah, looking at the game split right splits right now on defense for them. Michigan State and Northwestern had the least rushing yards against them, but even Michigan State put up 71. But then it's... Illinois put up 167, Fordham put up 130, Buffalo put up 135, Oklahoma put up almost 200, and Michigan put up 204. Yeah, so, like, you you can run on them. And with yeah. the offensive line, once again, they don't have a pass rush. Yeah. They really don't. And, you know, I don't do, I don't do a lot of sports betting, but um, I don't because I don't like game-to-game bets. I, I'm more of a, a season-long bets kind of guy if I ever – do any of that stuff because uh i've taken the nebraska under on wins for about five years in a row now and i cash that out every year <laughs> i do want to mention this too um i i do miss this and i think we, if this happens on the first play of the game i'll be happy remember our uh tyler johnson and rashad bateman's first few plays of the seasons or games where they just on a slant or a post route ran in for the touchdown hit <laughs> their head on the goalpost. Well, I see, see, I want to see they, that, but they got to call those plays for that know, to happen. That's been the problem. I'm like, eh, screw, screw that, because they might be looking for that. But if that first play is a slant and go, 
Because <laughs> that first one is a slant and go. Hey, Northwestern got absolutely destroyed. But that Robinson kid wide receiver for Northwestern was wide open half the game. Like, dude was just making. Look. Hey, Cam Taylor Britt is a fantastic, uh, you know, uh, fantastic corner. Um, I don't trust a single one of their other corners. I feel like they can get burned with the quickness. And we all know that they're going to put Cam Taylor Britt against Chris Ottman Bell and say who's going to be the more violent player. But Dalen Wright? Gone eat, man. Uh, Daniel Jackson? Gone eat. Mike Brown Stevens, go ahead, average fifty yards a catch. I'll take it. All right. So, so uh, that wraps up our pre- preview against the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers. Um, next up, uh, I watch it since Laurent is is finally back on air with the podcast. We need your predictions for the rest of the season <laughs> because we got <laughs> most of us preseason. Six so. and six. Okay. Uh, or do we not get bowl. one because we lost to Bowling Green? Quick lane bowl because tradition. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. King is back. I'm going to say no. pinstripe bowl, and, we're, and the band's going to freeze their butts off out in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> but, but, but wait, hold up. I am going to say this, though. That all hinges on this game, this particular game. Because if we beat Braska, eight I mean, on on paper, <laughs> you you should rip off the next four, on paper. Maryland, Northwestern, Illinois, and Iowa. Yep. I, Iowa? Well, I'm inc- I'm including I, Nebraska. On paper, you should rip off the next four. Yeah. Iowa's a different story. I'm not talking about That's- Iowa. <laughs> You know Chill. what? Some, hey, I don't, I don't care how many weeks in a row they do it. At some point, they're going to run into a team that's not going to give them the ball. All right? At some point, it's going – Penn State should have won that game, and that they gave rough. Iowa the ball full time. That was so rough. Yeah. Penn State still should have won that game. I don't – somebody's going – or, or – Man, I was, I was, I was. Fans were cheering for injured, were booing injured players. That drove me nuts. And that nose tackle who got injured for Penn State, he's out for the season. They booed him too. So, yeah. You know, I and don't. Then, and then Kirk Ferentz comes out and says, "Oh, some of those guys were definitely faking it to slow us down." You play the slowest game script in college football besides us, bro. Shut the fuck up, like. I'm sick of that. Like, I don't want to hear this. Like, that's Bush League. Like, Kirk Ferentz, like, that whole staff, like, they were mocking people. They had coaches, like, fake falling on the sideline when guys would go down. Like, have some have some class. Like, what are we doing here? Well, hot take. They losing to Purdue this weekend. When, you know what would be really fun? You know what would be really fun? If they think they're making that title run come November 13th, and we just pull that little rug out from under them. Out. Honestly, <laughs> the best justice for me would be them making the title game, only to run into the absolute wood chipper that is Ohio State. 
and say, oh, okay. See, see what what you gonna do? What you gonna do when Ohio State's third receiver is better than anything you have on this field? Like Garrett Wilson is better than Chris Olave, and I think Jackson Smith and Jigba might be better than both of them. So like. <laughs> And Travion Henderson is a superhero, which <laughs> Pearl's averaging eight plus yards a carry. Like, yeah, what are you supposed to do? I don't know. It's that, and then, like, man, whoever Alabama plays this week, man, I'd be afraid. I'd be very <laughs> afraid. Uh, they play Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah, Mississippi State should be uh, fearing for their lives. Career. <laughs> Prayers up for Mississippi Wait, State. Uh, who's the head coach for Mississippi State again? Isn't Mike it uh, Leach? Oh, Mike Leach? Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Air Raid, baby. Air it's Raid. The meme king. The meme king himself. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Prayers up uh, for them. Uh, shout out to the Kentucky Wildcats for being 6 0 in the top 10. Uh, shout out to the Oklahoma State Cowboys, who everyone forgets is also six and zero right now. Uh, good, good stuff. And shout out to uh, Arizona State University. The reason why I'm shouting out Arizona State University is because next year their quarterback is going to be Spencer Rattler. <laughs> somebody yeah. got that. Somebody got that one. <laughs> Talk about overrated. We did this podcast. He didn't get where the was. Yeah, I said that what two weeks ago at this point. Two three weeks. I was gonna say that two weeks ago on the last podcast, and then Spencer Rattler shit the bed. I'm like, not Caleb Williams coming in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did you hear that they uh they closed down practice today in some. Some dude was on the roof with binoculars, like a block away. Some football reporter, like saying Caleb Williams was getting first team snaps because they closed down practices to the media. Oh boy! Look, dude had dude had the tree stand on top of the Marriott. I can't, bro. I can't stand Spencer Rattler. I saw how he was talking back at uh, the Lead Eleven camps. If there was ever a quarterback who I do not root for, it is that condescending little prick. I can't, I can't stand him. I can't. Nah. How you gonna be the third best quarterback on the field in the Red River rivalry? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And everyone's like, oh, well, he had that one nice throw. I'm like, did you see who caught that ball? Like five, that receiver that they have, five or whatever he is? He is that dude is nice. Like, Indeed. like you just gotta put it in a five foot radius for him, man. Like, random hot take though, just because I am finishing this paper. Uh, if we beat Nebraska, Scott Frost better be fired. <laughs> Scott, because here's the fun thing: I would argue that the last two coaches that have been fired for Nebraska have been fired directly because of the University of Minnesota. Yep. Bo Pelini, Bo yeah. Pelini, we went into Nebraska. That was after that game where they fumbled smack, in the red zone, right? That's right. Yep. Gave them a good smack smack. They said, Bo Pelini, you got to go. Uh, uh, Mike Riley, he came to Minneapolis in 2017, and Rodney Smith took that opening kickoff. 
And they, then, then that was also, the end of that. They lost to Demry Croft. <laughs> they lost to Demry Croft. Y'all true. remember when Demry Croft went for 187 rushing yards? In that we were game? all like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Right, and you know what, Scott Frost, remember they don't Croft. come up, they don't come up to Minneapolis and got absolutely destroyed. Then uh, Minnesota came to them without thirty dudes, and they got smacked. And the only reason it was a one-score game is because Mo Ibrahim showed mercy. <laughs> yeah, and Mo Ibrahim said, one, "Give me the time of possession." You know what? I bet you Bucko gonna run into that. <laughs> Bucko gonna run into that end zone. That's all I'm saying. Look, also, if they lose this year. Yeah. So since we're on Scott Frost, my least favorite coach in college football, um, his record since coming to Nebraska is 15 and 24. You know what PJ Flex record at Minnesota is? Because remember that was like the talk, like. The year after PJ came, then Scott Frost went to Nebraska. And everyone was like, "Oh well, yeah, you could. We could be the Gophers with PJ Fleck. Imagine that. That would suck, right?" PJ Fleck since Scott Frost has been in Nebraska is twenty-five and fourteen. Ooh, how you win thirteen games in one season, and then takes you thirteen wins to, and or takes you four seasons to get thirteen wins? Come on now. <laughs> you know what? You UCF know what? won't play you know anybody. What? You know what? Someone out here just like this. Oh, but but did you see what he inherited? Mike Riley destroyed the program. I'm like, do you see what Mel Tucker is doing at Michigan State? Yeah, that they were supposed oh. to be bottom of the barrel. Forget that. Forget that. Do you see what Josh Heupel is doing mm. at Tennessee? Yeah. That's 100% oh, coaching. You know Forget that. Forget that. Do you see what Sam Pittman is doing at Arkansas? Arkansas? Yeah. Boy, you... Do you see what Greg Schiano is doing at Rutgers? Like, yeah. I don't... The excuses that Nebraska gets to make, like, they happen to be in the world. Like, freaking Brett, and I hate Brett, came up in the Big Ten. With Illinois' roster, still could be Scott Frost. Like, I don't... I, yeah, they lost to Brett Bielema at the season opener, too. Yeah, they did. Anyway, Scott Frost loses if uh, if he don't win. I, I gotta go. All right, awesome. Well, that's gonna wrap up our podcast tonight, everyone. Uh, we're heading closer to our time limit anyway. So, um, before we go, uh, I'd like thank you for listening in or watching today's podcast. Uh... I think Laurens is going to be at the game. Maybe Soup as well. I, 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 I will be at the game. Yes, season ticket holder right here. Yo, you got an extra ticket, dog? I could get you one. We'll talk. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What? Where? What do you? Okay. Do, what do you need one for? What's up? I, I need. Don't 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 worry about. It. We we gonna talk. We gonna talk. <laughs> Cut this. All right. All right. And then uh, Y and I are out. I think Griffin too for this game. But we'll try our best to watch the game. Uh, over. I'll away. be on campus. Yeah. I'll be I'll be two blocks away. <laughs> Happy law school. Hey, you're almost done. I'm almost done. Almost done. Almost done. All, right. <laughs> All right. Well again, everyone, thank you for your time. You see uh Soup or Laurens at the Saturday's game at Tailgate or in the game itself. Uh feel free to say hi and you know, chit chat about go for football and other stuff. Uh, and the rest of us will be there at some point as well, but 
this is uh, this for the Nebraska game. But other than that, thank you for your time. Thank you so much, and we'll see y'all next time. Again, oop. Oh. Oh. Oh.